Welcome everyone, this is the 31 Days of Dread, and I am your host, Peter A. DeLuca, aka Pad, and this is where we do one horror movie a day for the entire month of October. That's 30, if you can't count, that's 31 movies celebrating the greatest genre of them all, the greatest experimentational platform of them all, the greatest young filmmaker discoverer of them all. It is horror, 31 days coming at you. Look out, ghouls and ghosts, it gets spooky. Alright everyone, coming out of that intro hot, this is what I call the telethon portion of the podcast. This is where I pitch myself to you for your support. Your support means everything to me because we're, we're, we're fighting. The AKA Pad Army is fighting against algorithms everywhere algorithms I, I ate some cereal earlier today i dumped it into my bowl and it was full of algorithms okay bad joke all right sharing this podcast telling your friends about it leaving comments leaving reviews this is how we grow aka pads audio audacity your support there is more valuable than than than, than anything other than like a high five in person because i'd love a high five in person Hey, Patters, welcome. We're still talking everything James Wan. It's 31 Days of Dread. Welcome to Day 3, October 3rd. I guess I'm going to keep uh, reminding you what day the 31 Days of Dread are compared to the months of October. We'll do that, but trick or treat, happy Halloween. It is becoming more and more like fall every single episode. I'm loving it. We're talking James Wan, who I deeply believe uh i will back this i will i will uh you know fight you tooth and nail modern day cinematic horror master uh beyond compare i would say overall like i'm talking in the entire history of horror uh look james wine uh deviated from horror aquaman fast and furious he he's capable at his age right now he's capable of so much and he should have high pressure high hopes uh, where everything with malignant and uh, just the way how he's ballsy enough and you know even like forceful enough uh, how much confidence he has to attempt a lot of what he did with malignant goes right into the conjuring franchise because we're talking conjuring to 40 million dollar budget uh 330 plus million like gross uh you know double the budget of the first movie and then we have this like influx. We were doing somewhat of a sequel trope. We we're transporting the characters across the pond. They're going to England. We we're going to introduce a uh, like an avalanche of new characters. Also a sequel trope, right? Sequel tropes are character heavy. You know, always you can always look at like the Batman sequels. You can always look at the Lethal Weapon sequels. Uh, you know, like what was it by by the time we had Lethal Weapon four, there was like thirty characters to keep track of. But that that's what makes sequels fun. You know, we saw this with Austin Powers because we already know some of the characters, so we don't have to like carry that over. We, those characters are just in the movie, and you want to introduce in the first movie is here and we get that in in this and here's the crazy thing okay we have this in the realm of like the demon world 
Okay, we have like fresh demon characters, and it's so freaking exciting. It um, th- th- this non character that's in this movie, and look, I can tell you about the plot, but we know the plot for The Conjuring. Something's haunted. It's messed up. These two, it's a married couple. It's in the 70s. We're playing 70s music. Everyone has sideburns. And they're going to come fix the problem. And then there you go. And then how do we separate this? How do we separate Conjuring 2 from everything else? Well, here's the thing. Nothing new. Nothing different. We make the couple closer. We make the couple more of a couple. We make them, uh, you know, like have a little bit of a internal love uh, mix-up. Okay, like there, there needs to be some strife within their love. Boom, done. We have a new family. We need to make that family a little bit tighter. So when things start happening, we get a little bit fearful of the family. Done. We need new characters around the family. Done. We need conflict within the family. Okay, this is why like this movie has a lot of writers and I do feel like it shows. But again, if we're going to like handle tropes. Okay, because horror is built on tropes. Horror wouldn't exist without tropes. But if the tropes are executed at a high level, they're invisible tropes. Unless like unless you're like you're you're sitting there and something's like recent in your mind, like you've seen a, a similar movie and you're just like, you know, like like the light bulb goes goes off in your head and you're like, oh, you know, like this uh, under the kitchen counter scene when he's fixing the sink. I've seen this in a lot of movies before. I've also seen it in a lot of porn. So it's stuff like that, okay? This movie, though, the 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 investigating couple, right? Uh, Lorraine, uh, Lorraine, and uh, what what are? Let me just the Hayes, right? The, hold up, let me get the Warrens, okay? Lorraine Warren and Ed Warren, Vera Flamingo, who is amazing, Patrick Wilson. These are his best roles. These are his absolute best movies. Patrick Wilson is so freaking good in this movie. I love just watching him. That's our married couple. And they get connected to the family. And the things that they do around the family to calm them. To bring them ease. To bring them uh, hopefulness. It's That is the absolute best part of this movie. Now, the second best part of this movie... Is the introduction of The Conjuring's Boba Fett. That's right. Anna is not The Conjuring's Boba Fett. Anna is The Conjuring's uh, like Luke Skywalker or Han Solo. It's a it's a forefront character from the very beginning. Even though uh, Annabelle was seen, I think three times in that first movie. But the nun, see, Boba Fett's a character you don't expect. Like it's not there from the beginning. Boba Fett is introduced. Just like, you know, like Snake Eyes, people compare Boba Fett to Snake Eyes. Not really. Snake Eyes was there from the beginning. It's a character that's introduced along the way that that catches on. And that's like the Boba Fett syndrome. This nun character is so fascinating to me because of the visual. And the visuals handled so well. And there was even like a gotcha moment where she's in the den and her daughter, like we see that her daughter can also see, like has a little bit of her like um, cognizant powers, like her cognitive, like she can see. She's a little bit of like, has like a sixth sense. The demon follows this woman home. 
and the kid sees in the hallway and you know the, the mother chases after the nun and we have like this moment where there's like a painting of the nun because the, the husband had like a vision of it again all tropey stuff the scare in that we see coming from a million miles away but guess what it sticks with you and it sticks with you as long as you're not watching it as a like bitter uh nitpicking film critic if you're watching it as an audience member it that never leaves and this is why within the 31 days of dread why i expanded everything we were doing with james wan and put the nun and put annabelle creation into the lineup i had to at that point because i might as well do it i might as well go um you know like again long form discussion about movies that's what aka pads audio audacity is is literally built on i want to go through everything that the conjuring universe has to offer within reason for the 31 days of dread because i know there's all the annabelle movies and and you know we can go down some of these threads but but we're not we're just going to do creation we're going to do the nun which is the origin of the nun and the origin of the nun it's like I can't wait to watch that freaking movie because this character they nailed it and they nailed the way it was used and and all of the uh like the the rules the rules that they use to take out the nun at the end of the movie go back to the first movie so we're building here and here's the thing I don't know anything about this third conjuring so what what basically what we're watching tomorrow I don't know anything about it and I can't wait to watch. I can't wait to sit down and go through it with you, because I'm like I'm convinced it's going to happen. I think it's conjuring the devil. The devil, you know. I'm convinced there's something in that movie for them to also spin out, and that's becoming a little bit of the conjuring formula. I mean, there's no other film series that consistently introduces new characters, new ideas to spin off. I mean, it really makes The Conjuring the absolute most unique of any of the horror movies and unique within any film series, period. I mean, look, look. I know Harry Potter has their side tangent with uh, Fantastic Beasts. And, you know, Harry Potter's close as to what Harry Potter's doing because they're characters that were introduced, that were mentioned. They're not focal, but now they are. This is great stuff, Okay. The Conjuring 1 and 2 is is one of the best 1-2 possession style, demonic style movies, period, piece also, like that there is to offer. And we do have, again, more masterful filmmaking by James Wan. Everyone, 31 Days of Dread, thanks for hanging out. I love you. Tomorrow, it's The Conjuring 3. Let's do this. And to continue this telethon, we're not talking about high five. There's other ways to support me. I, I'm a living professional. I'm a full-time freelancer. Anything you see on this, like here on this podcast or see my social media, I, I make everything. It's all made by me. That's a part of my pitch to you. And you can purchase professional services through akapad.com. That's a pipeline to me if you want to send me a message. But also while you're there, you can sign up for my newsletter. You're going to get deals. You're going to get coupons. You're going to get two free trading cards mailed to you free worldwide. And they're two Wolfpack trading cards, two original characters, you know, for upcoming comic book work. And speaking of comic books, you can go to Etsy, type in Uzi Susie, and that's where you're going to find my mini comic. 
you can purchase existing issues and pre-order upcoming issues along with bundles if you missed any like issue one two or three or whatever there Uzi Susie is waiting for you and keep an eye on Indiegogo a lot of my bigger comic book projects will be available through Indiegogo all of those updates will be here on this podcast so if you're a regular listener I'll let you know we can rock and roll from there so everyone Thank you so much and feel free to reach out to me on social media, aka pad69, Instagram, and Xbox. That's right, you can play Halo with me. Just straight up aka pad on Twitter, straight up aka pad on the Facebook. My business page is there. My personal page is there. Hey, be a personal friend of mine. I don't care. Let's talk movies. Let's talk creativity. Let's talk fun and just who cares? Do you like, you know, the Transformer movies? I love them. We can talk about that all night. So meet me there and we'll rock and roll. Let's get talking. We got a movie to discuss.